Hello, I'm Seth Simmons, and welcome to a special episode of Opt Out. Opt Out's a show where I sit down with passionate people to learn why privacy matters to them, the tools and techniques they've found and leveraged, and where we encourage and inspire others towards personal privacy and data sovereignty. What's the best way to buy and sell Monero while maintaining personal privacy? This episode, we're sitting down with Alex, owner of Local Monero, the newest sponsor of Opt Out. Welcome on to Opt Out, Alex. Thank you, Seth. Uh, I think it would be more accurate to say I'm a co-founder. Ah, okay. There we go. <laughs> Get the details straight. <laughs> awesome. Well, I have been a, a longtime user of Local Monero. Um, I thankfully got on the the know, know Your Customer, No KYC Exchange train um, a little bit earlier and just was was really enjoying what I found at Local Monero. It's a very unique service. And uh, it's Thank always you. my first recommendation to people who are wanting to get, get into Monero specifically. And, and it's something that I recommend above centralized exchanges and even other decentralized options. I, I really do enjoy the, the product. It's very straightforward. Uh, I just really, really have enjoyed using it. Um, so Thank I'm you. really excited that you've decided to come on as a, a partner of OptOut and sponsor me and sponsor the show. It really means a lot to me with um, just all that y'all y'all do in the space, what you built on Local Monero, and I'm, I'm really, really honored. Uh, I mean, it, the feeling's mutual. We, 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 we love your content and, and you've been giving us so many shout outs and then every time <laughs> Every time we see it, we love it. So yeah, I, 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 it's just uh, it's a natural uh, progression of our relationship. I feel. Yeah, for sure. Try to <laughs> try to shout out local Monero every chance chance I get on Twitter. So it's a good a good place to keep keep front of people's minds. I'm, I'm hoping people keep keep pushing that way. Um, but for listeners who aren't familiar with with you or with uh, what local Monero is, do you mind introducing them? Uh, sure. Um, so I'm co-founder at Local Monero and uh, Agrodesk. Uh, we've been operating the biggest uh, peer-to-peer trading platform that Monero has, and uh, for the fifth year now, we, we've just celebrated our four-year anniversary a couple of weeks oh. ago on August 25th. Congrats! And thank you. And uh, in 2019, we also launched Agrodesk, which is like an extension of our platform to also include Bitcoin. Um, the the way that it overlaps is that local Monero only supports Monero, and then Agrodesk supports both uh, Monero and Bitcoin. But the back end is essentially the same. Your account is the same account both on Agrodesk and local Monero. And say if you're like a, a seller um, that's on the website and you want to offer both uh, Monero and Bitcoin, you can you can just post your offers on Agrodesk, and uh, your Monero offers will be seen on local Monero as well. And anybody who's using local Monero to access the, the platform as opposed to Agrodesk will be able to see and respond to your offers and, and get their coins and all that stuff. So uh, really, it's it's it's. Uh, it's like the same back end. It's, uh, it's the way the, the reason we keep local Monero around and uh, not just completely migrate everything to Agrodesk is because local Monero is a very strong brand. And uh, for a lot of people, simplicity is, is also very valuable. So if they say, if, if they see like multiple coins on a platform, it, it's, it starts uh, scaring them away as opposed to something as straightforward as, as just local Monero. So, yeah. So I'm glad you got into that because that was a question I I didn't think of beforehand, but I've always been a little confused what the what the crossover there is. So I'm glad to glad to have some clarity myself for sure. Um, yeah. 
what was it that woke you up to the need for personal privacy? I mean, with how you've implemented local Monero, all the, the privacy preserving options, like a native hidden service address, an onion address, a native no JavaScript mode, there's lots of obvious focus on privacy and local Monero, but what was it that woke you up to the need for personal privacy? Uh, don't, don't forget an EAP site, I2P. Uh, this, I, uh, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen any other um, uh, crypto project that's, that's um, sort of widely used that, that ever implemented an EAP site. <laughs> no, is... me either. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think there was a moment where I woke up, uh, there was no, this Snowden moment for me, you know, like hmm. I, I, I don't feel, I just, I just always felt this way. I just always felt, uh, protective of my own personal privacy. It's just my nature. Uh, I feel just born and private, not born private, <laughs> but, but it's, but it's just like, you know, as you go through life, uh, it feels like privacy is important and it just feels that way. you can't, you can't explain it. I mean, you can, you can try and guess where that instinct comes from, but, but it's speculation at best. And like when, when in, uh, what was it? 2013 or 2014, when the Snowden revelations came out, um, I was not surprised at all. I always just sort of assumed that that mm. was going on. I, I was completely unsurprised. And I was way more surprised at other people's surprise than I was at the actual revelation. Like the, 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 the extent to which the story blew up, I, I just, because personally I assumed that it was obvious that they were doing this this whole time, uh, the way that it was sort of, everybody like oh my god i can't believe they've, they've been doing this it's like of course they are <laughs> i mean that's how it works i don't know anyway i just yeah I, I i don't think i ever woke up i just felt that way this whole my whole life i think that's a, a first for that answer on the podcast so that's, that's right. interesting unique um and what was it that made you decide to create local monero and then why did you choose to build it around monero specifically Right. So, um, like I've been a fan of crypto from the early days. Uh, and I remember the days when nobody was talking about Bitcoin's sort of lack of privacy. I mean, now there's a lot of people talking about it, but, but it didn't used to be an issue. In fact, people assumed that it was anonymous and private. I mean, it, it might be anonymous if you're very careful about never reusing addresses and, and never having your name be connected to any address. You like theoretically with perfect actions, you could make it anonymous, but it's definitely not private. And that's, that's something that I understood back when nobody was talking about it. And so I was very interested in, in whether this technology can be used, can be modified rather, uh, in a way that would rectify that problem, right? Um, and over the years, you sort of stumble upon Monero if you're interested in that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And immediately, you know, it, it, it ticked all the right boxes for me. It was, it was an open source, or is rather, an open source project, uh, sort of, uh, driven not by a 
company, but but just by volunteers who believe in in the say the values that that are um, professed in the cypherpunk manifesto or or whatever, mm-hmm. and and anonymous founder, uh, no pre mine, no dev tax, no trusted setup, uh, none of the other stuff that that immediately disqualifies so many of the other coins in the sort of privacy coin uh, arena. I don't like the term privacy coin though. Um, and yeah, like, okay, that's, that's how I became sort of a fan of, of Monero specifically. And after that, there's, there's the, uh, like when you become a fan of a certain coin and you feel that it has potential and, and you feel that it's, it's the way to go. And for me, that's, that's what Monero feels like. It feels like it should have been Monero and not Bitcoin that, that occupies the, the number one space mm. for everything. So once you see that there are certain aspects of the Monero ecosystem that are lacking uh, compared to, say, Bitcoin, you want to fill that gap. And one of the things that lacked in Monero was a peer-to-peer trading platform like local bitcoins so you know thus you decide to create local monero nice nice and nice and simple and it is i mean it's still a gap even it's something that's the monero community itself has been trying to rectify for a while and local monero has been a a huge part of making monero accessible to people i mean it's made it accessible to me and especially for those who kind of realize why privacy matters and and realize that buying it on a kyc exchange or or buying it just completely with ID attached and everything could still be a, a bad idea in, in general. Definitely. So I'm glad the Definitely. local minerals filled that gap so far and um, been a been a huge part of that. Yeah, and and we have uh, Havino coming up soon, so mm-hmm. that's gonna that's gonna fill even more um, the, the gap if 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 there is anything even left of the gap after Havino fills it. So, like, good times are coming, unless of course. Something happens. We don't know, but <laughs> hopefully not. I mean, hopefully both yeah. both things can can prosper, and we can have nice decentralized peer to peer, yeah, yeah, on ramps. Hopefully, and and despite, uh, I mean, despite a lot of the people who who create fear over over. Um, actions by by certain governments or certain uh banks or corporations that are being taken against privacy coins and privacy technologies i mean i don't think this is something that you can stop and and one other thing about privacy is that the kind of people that would be very interested in, in in these technologies would also be the kind of people that would be doing whatever they're doing without announcing it to everybody. So whenever a government you know, wants to go after privacy coins, they, they, they're very loud about it and all the supporters are very loud about it. But, but those who are opposed to that, they, by their nature, you know, they, they, they operate in a more clandestine way, so to speak. So for every sentence of, of um, for every instance of repression, there is there is also the counter, um, the the reaction to that, 
but the reaction never gets as much, um, never gets as loud as the repression itself. If, 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 do you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm yeah. trying to say? Yeah, that those yeah. those things can continue on in a, a non-public, non-announced, yeah. nice kind yeah, of a, yeah. a parallel economy or parallel exactly. community way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. And what is it that makes Local Monero to you a, a powerful tool for users who are, are taking steps to reclaim their personal privacy? Well, uh, we don't require uh, KYC ID verification. We allow people to operate using whichever payment method they wish. I mean, some, some traders do, in fact, employ ID verification on the platform, uh, mainly the traders that, that have... Um, that, that accept payment methods such as bank accounts or something reversible, maybe like PayPal, because they're worried that they're going to get scammed. So it's not like all of our traders are completely KYC free. The platform itself does not impose KYC, mm -hmm. uh, but some traders may impose KYC depending on the payment method that they offer and their personal uh, risk tolerance. So, I mean, the, the main aspect of local Monero as, as a powerful tool is, is that we, we give this this way for you to use our website such that it is essentially as difficult to link your, your personality to the coins as possible. We, we have... Um, a decentralized network of traders. We have um, Tor portals, Eepsite. We have Node.js. Um, we we don't sort of um, monitor what's going on, and and because it's it's all private trades between uh, two individuals. And I mean, the only the only time we ever step in is is in case of disputes or in case we get reports of suspicious activity, somebody who seems like they're using like a stolen bank account because maybe they, they uh, on, on one trade, they pay using one name and then on another trade, they pay using another name and then a concerned seller would, would approach us and, and you know, describe that. And we'd take steps to, to sort of figure out if, if, if this buyer really is um, suspicious or not. And I mean, that's basically our, we try to be as hands-off as possible. We're, we're believers in, in the free market regulating itself to a large part. And we just play a role as, as primarily as, as arbitrators. That's, that's our main uh, business really, is just arbitrating mm -hmm. disputes and offering a platform so like a classified ads magazine, you know, so it's like a classified ads magazine with, with, uh, with an arbitration court built in. That's basically the business. Yeah, and I think I think what people don't often connect the dots with cryptocurrency is that a lot of times you may right now be fine with your government, your bank, et cetera, knowing that you have and use cryptocurrency because yeah. in most places it's legal. There's not a lot of issues. It seems like tax things are coming and there's other legal kind of pressure that's going to be coming, but right now it's generally fine. But I think what a lot of people don't connect the dots with is that the the fact that you, for instance, have Monero and use it could be something down the line that could be 
used against you that could be used to oppress you or definitely oppress the people that you interact with and having a way to acquire that tool. And I, I would kind of relate it to like using Tor browser to download a, a private chat app and into in chat app or something that you don't yeah. want maybe your ISP knowing you're using this chat app or this service. So you do it over Tor to hide that. I kind of view local Monero as a similar thing and that you can, you can hide that you are acquiring Monero and hide that you own Monero in order to protect yourself either now or in the future. And that's a very important piece of privacy. And while Monero itself is a, is a privacy preserving cryptocurrency and it protects your privacy when you're using it, if everyone knows you own and use Monero, it, it could be a bad thing down the line. So it's, it's important we have access to Monero in a private way. That's exactly right. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very similar argument to what the Second Amendment uh, for, for our U U.S. listeners uh, has in terms of um, the sort of ability to have guns in, I mean, a lot of people disagree with this argument, obviously, but just, just as, an, as an example, the ability to sort of have guns is in a way a check on, on, on tyranny. Mm -hmm. Now, w whether or not uh, somebody with, with uh, you know, a rifle is effective against drone strikes is, is, is a separate question. Um, but what, what sort of the ability to have privacy in your finances is kind of a check against financial overreach, uh, by, the, by the government, what, whether you, you think it's legitimate or not, there is, there has to be a certain balance of power between the people and the government and, and that that balance of power has been shifted in the financial sort of realm of things has been shifted so radically towards the government um, that it, it it it's very toxic, right? The 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 inflation mm -hmm. rates, the 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 deficits, which is not just a U.S. phenomenon; it's it's very much a global phenomenon. Not all countries are have have a national debt, but all countries are sort of connected to each other uh, and especially to the US dollar which which is the biggest probably um, sort of the biggest imbalance that that exists right now in, in the in the financial sphere between people and, and government is that the US government through through printing money uh, and through controlling all the international sort of banking well not all of them but the overwhelming majority uh, of, of international banking operations through SWIFT and just, you know, your, your basic U.S. dollar hegemony facts that everybody knows about. Um, there needs to be a Second Amendment equivalent to that. And, and, and Monero, I think, or any other potential sort of fungible, decentralized electronic money, and when I say fungible, that does include private by by definition mm -hmm. there cannot be a fungible decentralized electronic currency without it also being private as i'm sure your your listeners understand that is kind of like the second amendment equivalent for the people in the, the realm of finance in the realm of of the economy and and it's extremely important just like security is extremely important you know second amendment your finances, your private property rights are just as important. Unless, of course, you, you don't believe in private property rights, but that's a whole separate discussion. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a great point comparing it to the Second Amendment and that Monero can be a, a 
deterrent against financial tyranny in the Definitely. same way that that arms can be a deterrent against physical tyranny or governmental tyranny. That's a, I think that's a, a very good connection that I, I don't think I'd fully made either. Um, what are some future plans that you have for local Monero that the listeners should know about? Uh, future plans. Well, we do have uh, features coming up, but all of that is sort of minor adjustments, tweaks, polish and all that kind of stuff. There are some major features, but if that's okay, I'd rather yeah. not talk. That's understandable. <laughs> about them. We, we like to, in the spirit of Monero, we like to keep things private. I mean, honestly, one of the nice things with local Monero is that, like you said, it's a, it's a simple concept. I think it's implemented yes. very well, but like you said, you're trying to be as minimal in the process as possible. And so yes. it's not, there's not necessarily a ton that's needed there because it really just needs to be a platform to connect people and, give them the right tools to handle those connections and those trades, but it doesn't need to be overly complex or flashy or that kind of thing. Yeah. It doesn't need to change its interface once mm -hmm. every year, like YouTube or Facebook. <laughs> and then last question I have for you is what made you decide to partner with opt out with, with me at opt out here and uh, support the show financially. Uh, all your great content, uh, your, your, your dedication to your craft and to, to the ideas of privacy and, and security and, I mean, you, you've been in the community for a long time, and I think uh, I think everybody respects you very much. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a pleasure to be sponsoring your podcast. Thank you. Like I said earlier, I'm just very honored that that you chose to to support Opt Out. I'm I'm such a huge fan of yeah, local Monero mutual. and your ethos. So I'm 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 glad that we can partner here, and I can help spread the word about local Monero as well. Awesome. Well, what's the best way for listeners to learn more about Local Monero if they still have questions? And then how can they support what you're doing with Local Monero? Uh, our website is locomonero.co. Uh, we have, as mentioned, uh, Tor gateways and uh, I2P gateways, but I'm not going to spell them out here. Oh, because they're opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's what, like, 128 characters i, I forgot uh or 64 no it's it's a very long url but you can you can look it up at the footer of our i'll Clear put Net it website. in the i'll put it in the show notes make it a little sure. easier save you the save you the time yeah oh actually our eep site is, is pretty simple it's just lm.i2p uh we got that one nice. <laughs> uh but uh, how else can well i mean we have we have a subreddit uh, our local Monero. We have a Telegram group at local Monero. That's where most of the discussion happens. We have forums, uh, forum.locomonero.co. Um, how can they support what we're doing? They can open an account, and if if they're able and willing, they can post a trade offer and uh, see if anybody responds. And I can guarantee that, that if your offer is, is lucrative enough, and you, especially if you offer a payment method that no other trader offers, you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna get responses. It's, it's, um, if, you're, if you're looking for maybe like a side hustle, perhaps that this would be a, something you'd, you'd be interested in. Yeah, I think there's a lot of great ways for people to get plugged in and 
if nothing else, help onboard other users yeah. into Monero and into privacy. And the peer-to-peer nature also lends itself towards educating the people that you interact with and building relationships totally. outside of that. And there, there's a lot of a lot of great things that come with trading peer-to-peer rather than just trading through kind of a, a big monolithic centralized exchange. Yeah, and a lot of people post sort of threads on on the subreddit on the Monero subreddit that you know how can I help um, and they often get recommended things like run a node and start mining which is which is fine uh, it's, it's a great thing to do if you run a node and if you mine but not everybody wants to have like a computer on 24 7 and this this would be a like an alternative way to, to be a node instead of being a node in sort of the blockchain network you're, you're kind of like a node in the ecosystem if you're if you're offering mm-hmm. Uh, to exchange on on local Monero, yeah, yeah, def- definitely agree there. Well, thank you so much for coming on again, Alex. Uh, it was great. Thank to, you, Seth. Good to chat, and really excited for uh, for the future. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Opt Out. If you did please take a moment and subscribe to the podcast. Or if you're already subscribed, share it with one friend or family member this week. As always, you can check out the links to our guest content and contact info, as well as links to all of the tools we discussed in today's episode in the show notes or at optoutpod.com. Now get out there and opt out this week. Mm-hmm.